0: Welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. We are at episode number 21. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, De Puma.
1: Dude, that intro gets better every week with the uh, the whole like homage or homage yeah. to Vince Vincent K McMahon.
0: Dude, it's funny you bring that up because like uh, when we first started doing this, I listened to some of the older podcasts. Like our intros are crap. We we're all crap in general, dude. Like, no shit.
1: I, like, we're in your little conference room. Yeah. We're trying to like edge yeah. our way through like a little birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you are, yeah, I do dude. Know, like, the, 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 whole, the whole family took over the, um, like the rec center. Yeah. We're just like, some, we walk into the conference room and someone's like changing a baby in there. Yeah. And it's like, all yeah. right,
0: we'll be outside. The early <laughs> days of the podcast, there were, uh, interesting times because we really were just testing left and right right sometimes the audio was crap sometimes it was great right we couldn't be consistent our intros were all crap when i when i remember when i would introduce us in the early uh, earlier podcast it was just me trying to spatter everything off very quickly yep uh just because i was like i get this out there right right <laughs> but i've learned to just kind of get a cadence down now and uh, learning from Vince McMahon, you know, the WWE cadence with yeah. a dramatic effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Of course, it, like it's when we started, it was in the wintertime, but you just had your knee injury. So, like, we're tippy toeing to yeah. like, either my house or <laughs> your conference room. And, dude, the knee injury, oh my God, yep. dude. Dude, that was like eons ago.
0: That was only like four months ago. Yeah. I had my surgery in February. I tore it, I tore my meniscus in late December. Yep. Uh, on my uh, birthday, by the way, that's right. On my birthday, Tara and I were in
1: DC we, waiting for your ass. Felt,
0: <laughs> people, this is a great story. So for my birthday, I uh, I <laughs> I tell Tara and Brandon that I really want to go see this band in Washington DC. Uh, they're called Above and Beyond. Yep, a lot of trance, uh, EDM kind of music. And these guys were these guys were great about it. They're like, yeah, of course we'll go down for your birthday, man. And uh, they went down a day before I did. Yeah, and I was gonna come down afterward. Whatever my situation was, that to like work or whatever it was. And the night before I'm supposed to drive down, um, I come out of a booth at Pies and Pints, and I put this insane torque on my on my knee that I
1: shouldn't have, tore my meniscus right off,
0: uh, <laughs> right in between my kneecap.
1: Dude, I'll never forget when you texted us. Yeah. We were we were doing the touristy thing. We're like, okay, so like the shows tonight. You know, we'll do we'll do Arlington National Cemetery, and then we'll do like one other spot. Like I wanted to check out the. The, the US Marine Corps Memorial the Iwo Jima statue and uh and we're in we're in Arlington National Cemetery. I just found Joe Lewis's gravesite and you texted me being like, "Hey guys, sorry I can't make it. I blew my knee out." Now, Jay, I love you, but I'm not going to lie. I read that text. and In the middle of the cemetery, I almost belted it out. This
0: son of a bitch! Well, how is it my fault, though? Dude, it was just, so, h- it was just
1: hilarious because, like, the timing. I'm in this holy <laughs> site, like, you're, this national remembrance. you yeah. you're, like, you're supposed to be quiet, you know. Yeah. You're supposed to reflect and think about the people that died for this country. Yeah. And here I am, reading this on a text, and all I can think of is this son
0: of a bitch. What am I supposed to do? Like I was, I was, I was on my couch for like a week. I after
1: know, that, dude. Know? Dude, it's it's just hilarious the timing of it all. That's my point. Yeah. Is I'm trying not to yell at the cemetery. That like, god
0: damn it! Like you should have, uh, you should have been. You should like, I can just see you reading that text and being like, damn it, Jay, right? And somebody walks by and you're just like, oh, I'm sorry, that's just Jay. Dude, down. I had to hold back. I, I read it and I was like. Mm.
1: I'm like, oh, I'm in the sub. I'm in. I'm in Arlington. Again. Well,
0: well. Uh, so part of my thing was I didn't know how severe the injury was until the next day. So I tore right. it on that Friday night, and I was supposed to drive out Saturday morning or whatever it was for, yeah. the, for the show Saturday evening. Um, but uh i remember uh, sarah she was supposed to go down as well she was like well why don't you just go and ask them for like a wheelchair like access kind of thing maybe the handicap thing will get you backstage and all that stuff oh my
1: god and i was like
0: you know like oh, i don't want to be that guy plus i really couldn't like put any weight on it it was right. just like you, so
1: swollen and like looking at the venue too like yeah. it, it wouldn't have worked yeah even if you stood yeah. there and you know kind of it worked out too because tara wasn't feeling that great that day anyways either so it was like You know, blessing in disguise at the expense of your meniscus. But
0: so, like, as I get older, man, like, I'm really starting to, like, freak out that, like, stuff like... Because, like, that venue itself, it would have been a great time. Um, and I've been like off off to Pluto, and it have been absolutely amazing. But like, part of me also just wants to nowadays just sitting like in a sit like in a really comfortable like owl shop kind of lounging right. area. Have some like little jazz music playing on the background. You know? You're a jazz just, man. Like, not like not too much like noise. I think that's like starting to become an issue for me. So almost like white noise in the background. I, yeah, I can't go to bars um, that have excessive amount of music playing. My God, you're like, such an old man, dude. Like seriously, like. <laughs> If it's too
1: loud, you're too old.
0: Seriously, I'm not lying to you. Like, there are spots that I go to. And I'm like, this is just, it's not doing it for me. It's too loud. People are bumping into me. Like, I'm dude, past all that. I'm past dude, all that. we're the know?
1: yin to the, I'm the yin to your yang, man. I, is that? I love, I love bars and I love live you music. You know what's too
0: loud? Like, dude, what, the- I hate it. I hate it when I can't have a conversation with the people I'm out with. That's my biggest pet peeve on the planet is you make these plans, you take time out of your day, our busy lives, to go with people that you care for, you love, or your family or friends, whatever it is, right? And you can't get to that venue and you can't talk to them. Like, I think that's like, disrespectful in a way, right? <laughs> like, I get it if you take, like, some bimbo on a first Tinder date to this loud club where you don't want to hear her talk. I get that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> what do you, you take, like, your friends... And
1: one thing I want to hear. Right? Um. Like,
0: I mean, do I have a point here or no, right? There's <laughs> so, this great line in... Uh, what was it? Was it the Rock movie? Was it the Fast and the Furious movies? Or was it... Uh, whatever movie it was. Like, uh, they're in a loud... There's, there's, like, really old, like, executive looking dude with, like, this 25-year-old, like almost prostitute looking like person, right? And uh, it's, a, it's a really loud, loud club. And she's like, well, should we get out of here? I can barely hear, I can barely conversate with you. And he just looks over and he's like, well, what makes you think I want to talk to you? Oh, that's Batman. That's is, Batman. Is it, that's Batman. Is it, uh, uh, <laughs> the Dark, The
1: Dark Knight with the Joker. Yes, yes, yes. yes and the Joker exactly. kidnaps something something. Yeah. He's like, well, what makes you think I want what to talk? What makes you think I want to talk? <laughs> yeah. And then freaking Bruce Wayne comes and hangs him upside on, on a building. Yeah. What's great is I completely understood the movie you're talking about yeah. by like the little like barely anything you just told me about the scene. <laughs> love it, love it.
0: That's why we're on the same wavelength. Yep, bro. yep, yep.
1: Oh my god.
0: No, but do you see my point here or no? Like, I, see, maybe we're getting old. Well, I think we're starting to get to the point in life where we're all just you know.
1: Hey, God. Beep. beep Time out. I love. What was that live again? What was that again? Beep. Okay. I love live music. For those of you that can't see, that was a half-ass attempt at a whistle. Nah, dude I love I love live music I you know if I'm going to a bar and there's like a live band going on the person I'm talking to is probably gonna go deaf because like I'm, I'm screaming at him but I, I see your point yeah. you know if you're trying to get like a get-together and yeah you have yeah. people freaking but you know strangling a cat trying to cover lit yeah. yeah I understand yeah
0: yeah I um I also have I have a interesting take on live music
1: Oh, here we go. I can
0: only see your face. I just said one statement, bro. Why do I
1: feel like it's going to involve, if it's not coming from a laptop, I don't want anything to do with it.
0: I I think live
1: music, uh, if you're going to be in a
0: venue, right, where you're going to just deafen me, right, (laughs) then you better be good. Like, I don't want, like, Joe Schmo that has a band in his backyard um, for, like, two years, like, set up as a... as a, as a guy at this bar where I'm trying to have dinner and like have a couple of
1: drinks and it's like just like coming at me
0: too much you know what I'm saying that's if how it good, starts
1: I don't care if you're so good so you're me you're me Out the Womb Above and Beyond was great they never had to play live anywhere they just like did their thing and they sent it to like Capitol Records for you know talent relations and they're like Instantly, instantly just played that next day. It's like, oh yeah, these guys, yeah okay, But some to a contract. But those guys
0: have potential. Like those guys, I'm sure when they played when they were younger in these uh, these live venues, I'm sure they were like, oh well, you know, these guys have some talent. But some of these guys that they just throw out there for live music, they're bad.
1: Oh my god, they're very bad, Brandon. Right? I can't, but I can't. My listen thing to is, you my thing is,
0: I hate those people that are just like, yeah, this live band's playing, I'm gonna go check it out. What? How do you know? Like, how do you know this band sucks? How do you know this band
1: is good? Like, that's, you're just gonna that's go the appeal. And it. That's the appeal. Best case, you're entertained for the evening. Worst case, you you have two drinks, you hear someone strangling a cat, and then you walk down the street. See, that's how it works. What'd you say? Someone strangling the cat. Or Sadie. For if my roommate, Blake is, you know, my former roommate. And his wife is listening, strangling Sadie.
0: See, uh, speaking of uh, of bands, um, I was thinking the other day, you know how bands have really ridiculous names. Yeah, I was uh, I was in the bathroom. I was like, I think I was putting deodorant on. I was like, what if you had a band named Deodorant Face? What's your thoughts
1: on that? <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a death metal band called the Cannibal Corpse, so why not what was Napalm it? Death? Is that really a name? That's really a name. Wow. The thrash metal but, napalm but, but death. I
0: guess that kinda of makes sense, right? Do you have some death aspects, you have some napalm, both very destructive. Right. Thanks for destructive music. But your Face, like what would you even like like? Probably like pop punk? <laughs> pop punk? A little, right? little bit of like bowling for soup? Yeah,
1: yeah I would yeah. say that. Yeah. I feel like or Alien been, Ant Farm. I
0: give you a name for like a, like a Japanese pop band, you know what I'm saying?
1: But you Hello Kitty fucking Hello Kitty back the rising the, sun bandana. on your band. Face! They're the band. Super that,
0: excited for no reason.
1: They're the band that you see on uh, what was it, like Dance Dance Revolution at the arcade game? They're like they're the band that plays in the background yeah. and you have to do like the freaking like yeah. dance moves and shit.
0: Is it bad that like I've uh, I've gone to the point in life where, I, like, anytime I like envision, like, oh, a Japanese person, I think of like Hello Kitty and the Rising Sun, like wow. bandana. Like, if I think of a Canadian, um, I think. What of, do you think of South Park. I think of like people on mooses with drinking maple syrup. You know what I'm saying? Like, just shit like that. <laughs> it's, what the it's, hell? It's not like derogatory. Like, it's not like you know how some people think
1: of like. Hang on a sec. <laughs> you th- you see. Someone that's, like, of Asian descent, and you immediately jump to, like, Hello Kitty, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, but it's not derogatory. It's not derogatory. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying, like, you guys
0: are, you know, like, short and whatever like Whatever you want to, like, look at their appearance. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'm not making a comment on their appearance. <laughs> I just culturally think, like, these guys probably like Pokemon, if I want to relate I'm, to
1: them. I'm Brazilian, Irish, and French. I love Pokemon. What the hell is you that? You like Pokemon? Dude, I still got my my Game Boy Pocket upstairs. I still got red, blue, yellow. I used to have a Game Boy Advance. I had Crystal and Gold and Silver. I had all that. I had all that shit. I still got that shit up there.
0: Remember when Pokemon Go came out? Never played it. Oh, dude, that I was, was
1: never. I I stuck true to the roots. I yeah. wasn't a Pokemon Go dick rat or anything like that. Dude, me
0: and uh, me and a friend of mine, um, Sarah, we got really into it. We were still working at Tradewind. Oh,
1: I know you guys dude, got into we it. We
0: would like drive around the airport, like yeah, too for, hot, like, boots hot. Yeah, exactly right. And like we would uh, we would go down to like uh, sixty seven to catch. I remember she was driving once behind me, and all of a sudden I see her swerve into a gas station, and like hopefully she's okay. And I and I circle back and I pull up to her and she's like, I'm sorry, I saw a Bulbasaur here and I'm like, Ooh. how could I forget? Coming back
1: from Atlantic City, I think I was I was sitting in the back because we just left New Jersey, so we swapped seats. I was in the back, you were driving, and Sarah O sat up front, and I think she was playing Pokemon Go like the whole way home from New Jersey to Connecticut on like the Merritt Turnpike, like, oh my God, I got a Polygon or oh my God, like, look at this side duck over here, yeah. and I'm sitting back here like. No, nah, I'm an OG. I'll stick with the Game Boy. Yeah. No. Nope. You know what they should do?
0: They should really, like, update the whole Pokemon game thing to play, like, via Wi-Fi. You know how you had a little link cable between yeah, the Game Boy? Yeah, dude, had the link cable, too. Well, why, don't you, why don't you just do it via Wi-Fi and they could play, play with each other? But going back off the, the initial topic I want to talk about, like... Like, it's not derogatory the way I see, like, other cultures. It's not like it's not like me commenting on their appearance or who they are or, like, you know how... Listen, it's not what I think, but you know how when I talk about Jewish people, you talk about, like, money and... You know what it is, you know what I'm saying? I don't think of it that way. I just think of, like... <laughs> That's how we get pulled off a of SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for Mexicans, I think of, like, um, what are those fucking big-ass shorts they wear? Like, um... Jenko jeans? Yeah, Jenko jeans. They're, like, oh they're barbecuing God. in Oakland right stadium, you know what I'm saying? That's what I see. I don't see, like, the... The derogatory side of it, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make a point here, and I hope you can understand a little bit. How's and the dirt?
1: You're digging a hole with your tongue. How's the tasting? Is the dirt tasting good? The dirt has to be tasting when good. I, when I
0: think of people from the Middle East, I don't think of terrorists. I think of people riding around camels, you know what I'm saying, with, like, turbans. Like, I mean, that's not,
1: like, it's not derogatory. <laughs> it's cool. You could say that. If I say, hey, camel boy, come here, I'm going to get my head cut off. Like, come on. Camel boy. <laughs> come on. Come on. And it's fine. You'd be like, "Hey, Brandon, like, should you uh, should you be built like a soccer stadium or playing football?" Okay, hands down, I'm Brazilian and I suck at soccer. Well, the first time I met you, I just wanted to yell,
0: "Go!" You,
1: know, you got to hit that with the echo. Hit it with the echo. Hit that with the echo. I was gonna be like, "Hey, Brandon, how are you?" Go! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's music to my ears. We totally clipped on that, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So where did we go before we stopped one step short of wearing a MAGA hat? <laughs> I think this is a great conversation right now. We're in the dog
0: days of summer in, sum- in the dog days of summer, right? Right. Um, there isn't any football news. We gotta fill at least 30, 40 minutes of something well, here. Well,
1: speaking, speaking of football. Yeah. Well, hang on, for, we'll we'll get to that story in a second. But yeah. we took last week off. Now, what did you do on your week off? On my promo video, they saw me at the beach. Trying to record a promo and plug the local surf shop that I go to. Mm-hmm. That's really the extent of what I did on my week off. What did you do, dude? I I just had um. I, oh, last weekend? Yeah, last oh. week. Because we took last week off. Last weekend, what did I do?
0: Absolutely nothing. I think. You didn't do nothing the whole I, week. I think I just yeah. You think, were just held hostage at well, the office during, during the week. I was in the office. Like we had. Right. I was telling you offline. We had an aircraft um, that was blown off its axis 180 degrees. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, The Falcon 7X. Yep. uh, Some jackass pilot from a a different company um, parked too close to us. And then when he tried to pivot out... Um, he pivoted out using full one hundred percent of his jet engine powers. Right. Oh shit! And it was literally like ten yards behind. It was li- ten yards behind. Was sitting. Was it? Was our it was, was our aircraft? You know? Yeah. And when you're at, when you're supposed to make those turns in those tight corridors with our aircraft in the vicinity, uh, like you're supposed to use twenty percent of your power. You're not supposed to go full on like. Right. And this, this jackass for, give it full thrust for like you know a good three seconds, and it blew our aircraft off its axis. And that was that's a shitstorm. We've been dealing with that for the whole week. You know what I'm saying right. like, I haven't had to. Like, I got to like do so much like insurance work and insurance claims and a bunch of bullshit that have to go into that, but yeah. that's just been taking up all my time, you know? Damn.
1: Yeah. So, what happens? Like, yeah, how, I'm, I've am i never had to deal with that. So, what happens with that? Like, the, do you find out what that tail number was and, f- like, yeah. file so, a claim? Like, so what
0: happened? So, we're still working through legalities there, right? This is the first time I'm going through it as well. Right. We saw the security cam footage from Vancouver International Airport, yeah. and it clearly shows this global from a competing company that... Um, blew our aircraft off its axis 180 degrees. But the first step we had to do was, was to secure the aircraft, right? So we had to rush the pilots back to the airport, have them chalk the aircraft again, right? It blew it off its shocks. That, that's how it Oh, I Jesus. To- yeah, the aircraft blew off its shocks, right? And then next, we went to set up a uh, fast response team to be sent out to Vancouver. So Dassault met us out there, um, the manufacturer of the aircraft. They have a great team, too. They have a fast, yeah, they call it the fast team, whatever they, whatever they call it. Um, They're out there within like six hours. Yep. We had our guy on a plane within two hours, and he was out there eight hours later, right? Yeah. Um, so we had both Clay Lacy and Dassault out there representing the aircraft, and they took it through the uh, the gauntlet. They, w- they went through the airframe um, checks on it. The, uh, there was fuel leaks uh, because of oh, some shit. of the fuel uh, the fuel lines actually burst because of the, the volatility of the uh the access and how it's spun. Um, additionally, um, the airframe had issues. There was structural damage on the nose gear. Um, what else was it? There was one other thing that w- they were concerned about. Uh, I think it was electrical, but I'm not sure exactly right, right. now. It's uh, spacing me. Um, but, yeah, after all that checked out, after three, uh, three or four days, um, they replaced the stuff they didn't replace that was broken. Um, now, the aircraft's flying, as we speak. Right. It's just uh, it's just about getting the other back end of it figured out, right? So, there's probably going to be a lawsuit or some sort of... I was going to say, it's like, yeah.
1: would it be in like poor peasant terms, like if I re rented your car... Yeah. What happens? You do you guys you figure out what that tail number was and Yep, and so changes. we know what the tail you number was, we know the
0: operator was, we contacted them, they got us in touch with their legal department and okay. their insurance people and our insurance people and our legal departments are working with their right. departments. Just, okay. um, I think there's some litigation and some lawsuits coming, uh, just because what they did was super, super uh, unprofessional and almost dangerous. If there right. was somebody well, in that there was aircraft, a guy back there. Yeah, if there was somebody in our aircraft, if there exactly if there was like a line guy sitting like three yards away, he'd probably would die, you know what I'm saying. Right. So um, yeah, it was just not, not good. Not go all the way around. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that took up so much of my time that it was just like the whole, like it started like, la- like late Sunday night into like all of like Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like all Holy the, shit. So it was just an insane week.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. How about you, Matt? What about your end? Oh, I mean, let's see. Went up to the folks last week, hung out with them, caught up with, uh, my old boss from summer camp, uh, Casey. We, uh, she works at a bar down the street and they had, uh, they had live music there good live
0: music or crap well here's
1: the thing so i got there before there was uh before there was a cover now i don't have a problem paying a cover sure but i'm not paying ten dollars for a cover for like an open mic night pretty much like i'll pay five five Uh is the extent that i'm gonna do but when like you know her one of her co-workers came up was like oh there'll be ten dollars I'm like ten yeah and then like she saw me and she's like oh you can sit at the bar and you know, you just have to leave at 8 unless you want to come back. You just have to pay the cover. So I heard that heard the band in Soundcheck, and I'm like, y'all are worth $10? Oh. Y'all, y'all are not worth $10. So live music band that was shitty. So, But see, I got there before I had to pay the cover. Yeah. So if I got there and I had to pay a cover, I'm going to sit there for at least a half hour. It's, it's going to become a pride thing at that point. But I got there. I pounded, like, a couple of drinks, and then, uh, you know, went home, kind of deal, and caught up with her and heard how summer camp was and— and whatever, and and then I bought tickets for the Buffalo Bills game. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Before we
0: get to that, so you're saying you went to an establishment and they had crap live music, and but I didn't left. pay.
1: I didn't pay. Okay. I heard sound check. I pounded the drinks real quick, caught up because I was like, you know, I'm I'm beating the clock here. Yeah. I got I got to get this before eight o'clock because like one of the coworkers was like kind of hovering around. Yeah. Being like, mm. hmm what are they gonna do? Kick you out of eight hundred one? And like, I'm talking to her boss. Yeah. That's the greatest part. It's yeah. like there's five people there yeah. that pay, that pay ten dollars to see this band. They made a fifty. They made fifty bucks on that now, dude, bro. Like the venue is, like, it's a decent size, you know, live music area. Like there's like there's a bunch of tables and seats, and so then you can do standing room only. Yeah. So if it was like if they had a good hall, maybe the maybe it picked up later on the night, they could make some serious cash at All the right. door. And uh, but when I got there, there was like nobody there It was tumbleweeds and like she's kind of hovering around, like standing near like at the end of the bar, kind of looking while I'm like bullshitting with Casey. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like it's 803. I'm finishing this. I'm closing the tab. I almost felt like giving you a five just because of your work, just standing down there. But that was, that was pretty much it Alright, cool Well, now the Buffalo Bills part of it Yeah, yeah Dude, I'm super stoked Dude, I'm that. stoked you November give, 3rd You want
0: to give the listeners a rundown of
1: that? Yeah, so uh, Poncho and myself Poncho! Puma, love it, love it. So well,
0: before we cut off, before we cut you off there again, I'm sorry if I Jesus. Keep you, you, want off. you want to tell the
1: story. Or you want to tell the
0: story. No, I just want. No, to no, no you tell po- the story. No, no. I just want to let the listeners know that we are going to launch a secondary podcast, probably in six to eight months after the football season has ended. Right. It's just going to be a complete bullshit section. Like right now, we're like um, driving the line between bullshit and football. Yep. But the secondary podcast called. A Poncho Pancho and De Puma podcast with our <laughs> character faces with the nice logo.
1: And that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> I go for it. Uh, you sure you wanna yeah. tell the story? I'm good. I'm gonna okay. show now. So, besides hanging out in the beach with the folks and catching up with old co-workers, I bought us tickets to go to the Buffalo Bills Washington Redskins game in Buffalo, November third. You get to see your boy Dwayne. I'm I'm assuming he's starting by then. It's like week nine or well, ten. He's at that from point. Oregon. What's that? Where's he from? Oh, Ohio State. Go, on, guys. Yeah, a bunch of hairless nuts. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're, we'll be going to Buffalo, and I got my GoPro somewhere around here, so we're going to do a little video blog. So, Poncho and I will be in a car for six hours, and it's going to be great. So, the plan is, what, we're going to get there, what, Saturday?
0: So we uh we can leave early Saturday morning, right? Right. Um, we can leave like six o'clock, six seven o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. Um, they'll put us in Buffalo by like one two with a couple of stops, right? Right. We check into our hotel. Uh, a couple
1: of stops is this code for? We got to stop for Starbucks. So I'm
0: gonna plan out the Starbucks that I want to hit along the way.
1: Oh, God. Um. <laughs> you throw o- hey if you throw any shit out my window, you're going out the window. You ain't throwing shit out my car. I am not. So where are we going to keep it? Uh, I'll bring a little bag for you. All right. And you, can and you can put it in the bag. You can put in the backseat of the car. If you're cool with, you know, keep dirtying up your really nice car, then. Uh, it's okay because like every time we stop for another Starbucks, I can put it in the trash can.
0: So six hours. We're probably going to need two stops. Probably when we leave in the morning to get my coffee. And then probably like four hours in. It's going to be early in the morning. I need probably a second cup by like 9, 10-ish, you know. Yeah. So we'll plan out two Starbucks stops.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still thinking the I'm taking the over on that. I think yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, let's stop our three Starbucks, dude.
0: No lie, I'm super stoked about it, right, dude? Just I'm excited. Early November, um, like uh, that'll be towards the end of like the peak foliage season, and driving yep. through like New York up to Buffalo, we're gonna see some amazing, amazing fall foliage. Which yeah,
1: is, like, yeah, my favorite time of the year. We can do the touristy shit. We can could see Niagara Falls real quick, and yeah. Get some friggin' Buffalo wings in Buffalo and then uh, check out the game the next day. Yeah, yeah. So, it should be good. Yeah. It should be really good. Well, yeah, so
0: like I said, we get in around like three or We check in, um, depending on what the weather's like, we probably just do Niagara Falls immediately, right? We're right. And then go out on the town. Yeah. 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 So anyone that's up in Buffalo, be on the lookout. Yeah. Anybody uh, that want to tag along from the uh, the podcast, uh, let us know as well. Uh, yep. we're yeah. We're driving out. Yeah. Take us a dirt cheap, like 30 bucks a piece, right? Yep. Um, let us know. It'll be a great adventure. We can uh, meet in Connecticut and drive up. Yeah. Um, come join
1: us. Let us know. Be a fun time.
0: Yeah. I uh, And like I said, I'm super stoked about uh, my boy Dwayne Haskins. He, he should be starting. He, He's probably he going to be. be starting. Now speaking of Dwayne Haskins, did you see the Madden ratings that came out for the rookie quarterbacks? Uh, a little bit. So I want to run this by you. I want to get your. I want to get your opinion, right? So Madden released its um, rookie quarterback ratings. Um, number one was Kyler Murray at seventy-three overall, which is a good score for mm-hmm. him, right? Uh, number two was Dwayne Haskins at seventy-two. I get that, right? Uh, Drew Locke was at number three with 67 as the overall rating. Now, is this just the offensive side of the ball? Offensive side. Okay. Offensive quarterbacks. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, Number four was Will Greer at 66. Undrafted, Tyree Jackson. One of my boys, dark horses to watch. But the key point being here, undrafted, 64. Okay. And the number six overall pick that came in dead last, Daniel Jones at 63. I'm going to turn the floor over
1: to you. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Well, about about. two things. One, it's fine. It's a video game. Yeah, I, and two, that. I hey, that. hey, you were turning the floor over to okay, me. I, I, shut I, your go mouth. Go shut shut yeah, your mouth. What I want to
0: say about that is like Madden does have a good track record of evaluating talent. They do. They really do. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Okay, one, it's a video game. And two, they also showed that rating to other rookies and, like, sophomores on the Giants roster, and even they were blown away at how low they set Daniel Jones at. Of course they are. They're his teammates, Brandon. But here's the thing. Every report coming out... Of Giants OTAs and rookie minicamp is he looks week one ready yeah. and even so, people so does Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. Well, in Kyler OTAs. Murray, what's your next option? Brett Hundley, when he's he said, gonna start. I'm just saying, Brennan, it's, it's what
0: you're gonna hear out of OTAs. You're gonna hear he's but he looks even great. even you're his, gonna hear he's a nice coming okay, so man. So when
1: critics have to eat a little bit of crone, they're saying, yeah, Daniel Jones is looking really good. He could start week one. They're walking it back. It's not like it's a narrative coming out of Park Avenue saying, right. "Oh, we have to inflate it." It's just OTAs. That's Maybe. What yeah, and then it's they were supposed saying, to look good. and they were saying Kyler Murray looked great in OTAs, but we're supposed to put value in that. So what, how no, about we? Put, how about we take no, the no, hatred off for of the no, Giants? No, listen, I'm not,
0: I'm not taking the hatred off the of Giants. I'm just saying, like, I know, I, like, I, there's so much good stuff that came out of Washington Redskins camp by Dwayne Askins. I didn't send any of that stuff to you because at the end of the day, I know that's just a bunch of bullshit that they're feeding me. I'm not being a hypocrite here. I know what Dwayne Haskins. The information coming out of a uh, resting camp is skewed because it's not accurate. You know what I'm saying? But that's just what you're gonna hear out of OTAs, man. Like it's, it's yeah. OTAs. But then you it's have easy. people like
1: Dan Orlovsky, who was a, one of the biggest critics of Daniel Jones. What does he know about
0: quarterbacking? The guy
1: went all in sixteen.
0: All right, but with the, with the Lions. you're
1: missing the point. Is people that were talking mad shit about Dave Gettleman and the Giants. First off, I'm a Dolphins fan and I'm defending the number six pick, which is great. But people that were Criticizing him, like I said, Dan Orlovsky, or you know other people on say the the NFL Network that were blown away by that, they had to walk it back a bit. Especially when Mike Sh- uh, Mike Shula, the offensive coordinator, said he's Week One ready, and then uh, Pat Shermer opened the door to uh, essentially a quarterback competition in, in camp. You're not going to open that door just for like shits and giggles. You are seeing those statements for a reason.
0: No, I I think you are seeing those statements because it's a propaganda. Simply put,
1: I think but, I think but, every single. But Pat Shermer is th- propaganda when clearly the Mara family and was it Steve what Dixon, Brennan, Brennan. What is the alternative?
0: What are they going to say besides that? Are they going to say, yeah, he uh, he looks normal? If they say anything besides he looks great, it's going to cause a shitstorm because it took him with number but six overall. But clearly
1: ownership and the general manager are ready to move on especially when Mara when they he was the one pulling the strings last year with McAdoo or the year before of hey let's take Eli out and let's see what other quarterback we could put in there their biggest mistake was oh we'll put what what was the freaking idiot's name the kid out of West Virginia Geno Smith was it? Gino yeah, Geno Smith. Gino Smith. Yeah. And then all hell broke loose, and then they walked it back because they couldn't take the heat. But now, Dave Gettleman just doesn't give a shit. He's the yeah. perfect like WWE manager. He just doesn't care. He finally got the Mara family in line to realize that you need to plan for life after Eli, and yeah. Daniel Jones is probably the most pro-ready quarterback coming out of the draft, despite the fact he's thrown to a 5'9 dentist, and he's fa- facing cover zero in Clemson. He's the most pro-ready, and even the Redskins were ready to draft him. But ownership was kind of putting the squeeze on taking Dwayne Haskins because Daniel Snyder's son is best friends with him from high school. Oh, are they really?
0: Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Wow. All right. Um, all right, well, time will tell, me. I just wanted to bring that up and get your blood pressure through a roof. And see but the old, number one <laughs> overall
1: rated player for rookies in yeah. Madden, I think, was Quentin Williams at like eight. Yeah, this is just quarterbacks. He was right.
0: quarterbacks, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool, man. Awesome. Do you know who the number one overall player was in Madden at all this upcoming year or – the number one
1: overall? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't well, played Madden since, like, the 25th anniversary when I think Barry Sanders was on the cover.
0: Yeah, yeah I uh, I bought Madden la- uh, two years ago. Two, last year or two years ago, when when uh, Tom Brady was on the cover, right? Right. I bought that because I was still living with my old roommate, Ian. And um, we played it for, like, three nights straight. And then we stopped playing it. Uh, and, I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm like, video games, video games don't do it for me. You know? I
1: can't even remember the last video game I played. Like, every now and then I would play Call of Duty, Black Ops 2. And I would just like replay old missions like one of my favorite ones was uh, when you played Raul uh, Menendez and you're going from uh, like being captured by Manuel Noriega to like trying to get like to your house where your sister is because like troops are like trying to take her prisoner and he goes fucking ham like I love that level.
0: Speaking of games, like what I wish they really
1: do, and I promise people we'll get to we'll get to NFL. We're gonna topics. get to football because I kind of teased that top ten <laughs> quarterbacks in 2019, and all hell broke loose in the mentions with what I said.
0: You did you did st- throw out some stupid shit. I did not throw out stupid you shit. I looked at it from shit. an
1: analytical standpoint. I'm sorry, I'm not a homer. You oh
0: come on, Brandon. Come on. Okay. Right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's get to it right now. Fuck it. Let's just get to it. Right. Right.
1: Do your bit. I'm going to grab another beer.
0: <laughs> so my whole thing with video games is I wish they would get to a point where they would take old classic games like Sonic and um, Super Mario Brothers and Crash Bandicoot and have them on Apple-ready uh, Apple ready devices, right? So like, what you can do is you go to the App Store, download an app, just play those games. Um, but I... I I don't want to, like, take out my old Nintendo or my old N64 to play, like, Crash Bandicoot, right? If it right. Is da- yeah, Dude, right? That would be sick. Yeah, could you imagine just downloading it onto your phone and just, like, us playing, like, online or something via Wi-Fi or whatever?
1: But- Wait, which Crash Bandicoot game was your favorite? Oh, uh, God, I forget. the oh, top of my head. Um... Just-
0: I think the first one was for me. The, the, the first one? Yeah, the first and the original one, you know what I'm
1: saying? Dude, I love Warped, yeah. where like, you got to play as like Crash, and then I think like the sister, yeah. and then you could do like different levels, you transfer through time, and one of them was like, you're riding this fucking tiger if you're the sister, and you're like racing up and down the fucking Great Wall of China. Yeah. That one was sick. Yeah. I loved it.
0: Quick uh, question. Greatest game for you growing up?
1: Oh, God. Greatest game? Uh, I got to go to the Nintendo 64, I love Star Fox. Mm, Star game. Fox.
0: Star Fox is good game. Was the the good best.
1: Game. Like there were different ways you could get to like the ending, but like if you went one way, it was kind of a fake ending. If you went like through the asteroid belt, yeah, yeah. like that was sick. And yeah. then like the the whole submarine ass, dude. Yeah. I love the submarine and the tank. Yeah, I could give Star a Fox shit is a good one Star about
0: the aircraft. Star Fox is a good one. I would go with just. Um... The Super Mario they're just a regular original Super Mario I mean that's just iconic growing up you know what I'm saying yep um, but like for an arcade game like when you go to like the local laundromat in Brooklyn oh uh, for me it was Marvel vs. Capcom dude yes dude such a good game bro oh my god uh, I stacked so Spider-Man Man Spider-Man and with Ryu. the Hulk Oh, I did Spy- uh, Spider-Man and uh, was, it Ren- uh, was it Ken or Ryu which one was the one with the white um...
1: uh, white with the black hair that was yeah. Ryu that
0: was Ryu right yeah, yeah so Ryu and uh, Spider-Man bro that's where it's yep. happening. Right, you know
1: yep that oh, was good, yeah. and then I think Iceman was in that game. I was a huge Iceman Mark when I was a kid too. Yeah. Um, second, second favorite game of all time for Super Mario Brothers
0: on Super Nintendo or any of those systems um, was uh, Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Fatality. Sub Zero, Victory, Finish Him, right. Finish Him, <laughs> dude.
0: Such good times, man. It's great. Yeah. You, you can't but, get that. But shit why? Anymore. Why can't companies? Gets to a point now where these phones that we carry around are so much more powerful than those old gaming consoles, mm-hmm. right? Like, why can't we play them on our phones nowadays? Right? Oh, it
1: comes down to cash, man. Licensing. Well, I, I would pay for it. I would legitimately pay Licensing. for it. Licensing. You, know? you think they want to pay Apple or fucking Google? Hey, careless this old game? It comes down to how much cash they could get. That's nice true. All right, uh, we're 32 minutes in. Let's get some football.
0: Um, we, uh, Brandon, the Puma Silva, right. Teased a top 10 quarterback ranking for us going into next year. For
1: just 2019, not projecting, not projecting three to five years, not greatest of all time. Yeah. Just for this upcoming season from 10 to one, what are the quarterbacks we would want and quickly why? Sure.
0: Well, you want to do a 10 to one or one to 10? Let's do 10 to one. Yeah. 10 to one. We'll work
1: our way up. So, um,
0: I will, uh, I'll start off. uh, So at number 10. I will take... And this this guy barely made it in for me. This guy barely, barely squeezed in for me. And it was between Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And I chose Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Simply put, because the way...
1: The way We're I close. We
0: kind of agree. Yeah, the way I see it is um, Baker and Carson both had about a good 13-game run, right? The way I see Carson Wentz is two bad years with injuries, right? One decent year. I'm sorry, two middle-of-the-pack years, right, with injuries, and one really good year where he made that 13-game stretch before he got hurt, right? Um, so, with that being said, and what Baker Mayfield did last year, how he basically for 13 games lit it up as well for 27 touchdowns and 9 interceptions or whatever it was. Right. Um, I chose to take Baker over Carson um, just because we do know Carson is, not, is injury-plagued. We don't know if Baker is just an any benefit of the doubt. So I, I barely snuck in
1: Baker Mayfield
0: okay. over Carson Wentz for the number 10.
1: Okay, well, Wentz cracked the top 10. I was torn, though, because mm-hmm. it was either for 10, it was either going to be Wentz or Goff. And I went Wentz just because of everything that was coming out of camp. And, you know, quietly, everyone wants to, you know, rightfully so, they want to question the, the injury concern. But quietly last year at 11 games... Wow. He had, he completed almost 70% of his passes. He had 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. It threw for 3000 yards. Yeah. So in, in like a an injury shortened season, I like the, the potential for this year. He, he's coming out great. He he worked on his diet. Uh, the knee, he's going to be a year and a year and a half removed from the ACL injury. He looks great. Everything coming out of uh, OTAs and, and veteran mini camp is he looks like he's back to 2017 sure. form, so I'll take him at uh, at number ten. And he's quietly, not quietly, because I was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. He he would be my pick for for MVP this year. That's, I'm, I'm going to put weight on that. Sure, branch. obviously,
0: man. If if the guy can stay healthy, then he is a he is a great MVP candidate. Right. But Like I never I never questioned his like his greatness. I just know that for the time he is great. How, how long is that? Like, how long before he gets hurt again, right? The guy is injury-prone. So, for me, that's big, man. I I, I will availability into your skill set as well mm. just because that's something that a lot of people don't don't, don't see my way as well. Uh, number nine. I, I uh, This was a little bit of a dark horse for me, and it's a little bit of a gamble on my part, but I went with Matt Ryan. And the reason why I went with Matt Ryan was because the guy's career seems to be a roller coaster. It's a lot of one year great, one year down, one year great, one year down. Um, two years ago, he won the MVP, was in the Super Bowl, was up twenty eight three until uh, Lord Brady, as I call him from here on out, Lord Brady, uh, you know, <laughs> came back and won the Super Bowl. But before, I mean, he had MVP season two years ago. He had a crap season last year, um, and I think he's ready for another great year again. Um, I think this could be one of his last opportunities with him and Julio Jones before they implode that team and try to start from scratch. Right. Um, so I think this little. A dark horse for me where um, Julio Jones will come out I'm sorry uh, Matt Ryan will come out Find this right. year
1: Ryan he's on my list but we're going to have to wait a little bit to, to hear why I have Ryan where he is oh you actually
0: have him higher yeah oh, I, have
1: higher. Oh. I have him higher I have him higher number nine for me is Deshaun Watson that's a stretch okay he's uh, he's you know he's another one of uh, like Wentz he's a year in change removed from his knee injury and the offensive line it has to have gotten better in the draft sure. he was the most sack quarterback last year at 63 uh, he, he's got the arm, he has the best wide receiver in the NFL, and his, his mobility keeps him alive. The only thing that is going to hinder him is if Bill O'Brien is still going to keep running him in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like you said with Wentz, the availability. I mean, the, the guy, you can't question his toughness because he rode a bus. I think it was from Houston to Jacksonville because he couldn't go on the team plane because he had a punctured lung. And he played that Sunday against Jacksonville on the road. So uh, if he can stay healthy, uh, I can see him at number nine. He's also a value pick for MVP. I think he opened up at like 25 to one for Vegas odds. So I like Watson, number nine. That's fine by me. Okay,
0: I like it. I like
1: it. I can see that.
0: Um, at number eight, I have Big Ben. Um, a lot of people have him fairly higher than I do, including Big. Yeah, but I um, just so him and Rogers for me, and Rogers will come up here soon as well. Um, they both have that that. Just that not good teammate, drama filled, bullshit coming out of the locker rooms. That really that really irks me, right? Um, great leaders are sound and safe like uh, the Andrew Lux, the Payne manager, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady's, They shut their faces. You never hear anything from them. They just move on, right? Mm-hmm. And Big Ben, the last couple years, there's just been a lot of bullshit about him, right? A lot of people coming out and saying shit. So, but with all that shit being said and AB being shipped off to Oakland, I do think he will have a bounce back here. I think he will be in the MVP race for me just because I think it's Come out slinging. Um, I think Juju's gonna assert himself as one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, and I think Big Ben is trying to be a better teammate going forward. I did see this offseason he took a bunch of his wide receivers and running backs down to his house in the south somewhere on the lake or whatever. Yeah, right. Lake Goka
1: so, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I do see him making an effort, which is always a positive sign. Um, but just the the with the all, all these guys in the top ten, what sets the greats apart from the just good is. Obviously, they all have talent, but it's that extra little gear, that extra little like leadership, the extra little uh, being a good teammate aspect that really kind of sets him apart. So, with him, number eight
1: um, is where I see it. So we didn't, people, we didn't show each other our list, Yeah. But Ben's on my list. Yeah. But I have him. A- Exponentially higher.
0: Yeah, and like I said though, like the guy has talent, right? But the uh, the other intangible stuff that that sets Brady
1: so off the charts good, right?
0: Is is not there for some of these guys, the right? Right?
1: Right? We'll we'll get to we'll get to why I have him where he is. But number eight, this isn't a shot. Oh, this isn't a shot at there all. There we go. Tom Brady made my list. Oh, he came in at eight though. So yes, he is the greatest of all time. And yes. What are, you, what are you, Max Kellerman over yes, here? Yes. What do you, you, shut if up. I'm the LeVar ball of the podcast. Hang on. You're the Max Kellerman of I'm the podcast. I'm hitting you with stats. Yes, he's the greatest of all time. And yes, I'm a Dolphins fan. But if we're looking at just this season, 2019, I don't think Belichick's going to ask a whole lot of Brady. I don't think he's going to ask him to, to chuck the ball down the field. And granted, he threw for 4,000 yards last year, but he had Gronk. He had he had Gordon he, uh, Edelman came back. What was it, Week Three from his PED suspension, something like that. Sure, yeah. So like those those key players came back. I mean, look at the depth chart right now. Like they're I think they're going to be a run first team. They have a shit ton of running backs on there. Yeah. Sonny Michelle just had a, a a minor knee scope. Knee scope he, he's yeah. going to be back yeah, by training what camp. I had. But I mean, beyond Edelman, the other pass catchers on that team are Demarius Thomas, Dontrell Edmond, Nikhil Harry, which we're both high I love on that guy, but. They're going to be a run first team. They're not going to ask him to throw it a whole lot. I think they're going to want him to save his bullets for December and January for a deep playoff run. Yeah. Not to say he's going to be a game manager, but they're managing his workload. See, I, I um... and if and if Josh Gordon came, if if we knew what the situation was with Josh Gordon, let's say he comes back week four. I would have him higher on the list, but we just don't know. He could be out eight games. He could be out Listen, the whole year. The guy won. The guy
0: has been to the last three Super Bowls. He's won two of them, and he's executed those game plans as said by Bill Belichick to a T. Right. I will say again, there is no way the offense of the Patriots last year when we were in the Super Bowl without them running the ball. Like, the, the offensive talent just isn't there. And maybe right. next year, it'll change with Nikhil Harry and Damaris Thomas and, uh, and uh, Josh Gordon. And maybe uh, if, you know, all those guys are available this year and he's trying to air it out and he can't get the ball to them, maybe I'll, I'll agree to that. But from what Belichick saw for the game plan and what he asked Brady to do to execute that game plan, He's he's doing it at a magnificent level. Like yeah, well, yeah, day, he's there's throwing no, five yards, there's, slant no, there's no other way for them to have won that Super Bowl against um, Aaron Donald and Adam without running the fuck out of that ball. Keeping the ball away from, uh, keeping the ball in the running back's hands and not having Brady sit back there and have those guys tee off on him and try to sack him, right? Well, they did and that we, in
1: the first half, but then he started throwing five yard slant routes, and right, so Edelman became MVP.
0: Whatever, whatever Belichick has asked of Brady to perform, he has at an exceptional level. Right. Um, and the two years, I mean, the, the Super Bowls before that with the, uh, uh, the eagles where he set the record for the most yards thrown in a game uh, in a super bowl right or against the uh, the falcons in eight three. he he did what the play, game plan asked for him right. to right
1: but i'm talking about just for one year if he's really just going to be standing back there and handing the football off to four different running backs yeah. Like that's no shade. It's just it is what it is. But we don't
0: know that. We, we this this offense might come out slinging. If Josh Hortis who's he gonna throw to? Who's the tight end? Nakeo, Matt Lacoste. So Nikhil Harry Julian Edelman. Listen, we've won in the past without without great tight ends. Like, before Gronk, there was Edelman and—I'm sorry, there was Welker and Randy Moss. Like, there are times where we've won without tight ends, right? Um, But I think this year, if we can squeeze five, six good games out of Josh Gordon towards the end of the year— If if he comes back. If Nikhil Harry comes into his zone, Edelman's going to be Edelman. He's going to be reliable, right? Um, And maybe Demarius Thomas could carve out a little bit of a role. So we'll see what the game plan is this year and how they want to attack. Attack the uh, the offenses, but on uh, the defenses. But I see no slippage, and I have it much higher than you do.
1: Well, that's fine. Yeah. But for this season, there's like seven other people I have ahead of him, just because of just uh, we like don't know. And you know what? Nobody's taking a W against know. time. At yeah. some point. He is going to hit the of wall. Of course, of
0: course, I get that. And
1: he looked rough on the road in Pittsburgh going into the playoffs. A couple of times it's like, y'all are well, about to back in the playoffs a lot, right now. There was
0: a lot of... Um just rumor mill stuff going on about his knee and he couldn't plant off of his MCL sprain that he had and he couldn't put the torque on the ball as he needed to. And and it looks like with the week off from the regular season into the playoffs, it looks like he recuperated quite well because he came out sitting against the Chargers, right? Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I just think I think Brady is a guy that you don't bet against at this point. At this point in his career, you don't bet against. You simply say he's going to be out there and actually in the Super Bowl. And until that happens, until that he doesn't make the NFC championship game or a Super Bowl, I'm just going to be like, he's the best quarterback in the league.
1: Yeah. Hey, teach the row. Teach the row. He's at eight. It is what it is. Uh, so you're up with seven.
0: So uh, number seven for me was uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I had Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben um, in this part of the list just because they're intangibles. Uh, same things that bugged me with with Big Ben, bugged me with Aaron Rodgers, the bullshit with the head coach, the pastor graphics comments, the uh, teammates coming out talking shit about you. Um, at the end of the day, he is one of the best throwers of the football and possesses great talent, but he lacks that leadership, right, that will transition him into that great quarterback. Um, so, the, I mean, I think he's a bounce back year bounce as well, and I expect a lot of great things. Um, but then again, you hear the stuff coming out of Green Bay with that fucking... Uh, uh, my, I shouldn't. <laughs> you can't have me turn off eleven. Turn years. Turn off eleven fair. years. That's yeah, my favorite yeah, right, quote. Yeah. It's like you can't have me turn and, and off eleven Big years. And Big Ben and, and are, are the complete like great talent, but the intangibles just aren't there
1: kind of thing for mm. me. Well, number seven, we're getting to Matty Ice. Ice getting to Matt Ryan. So despite the team record last year for the Falcons at seven and nine. Matt Ryan actually put up stats similar to his 2016 MVP campaign with uh, 49, uh, 4,944 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Actually, I think it was 35. I think it was tied with Russell Wilson. So I'm a mistype on that. But he was tied for third in touchdowns uh, this season. 2016, he, uh, he put up the 38 touchdowns. All right, hang on. Let me fucking start that over again. 2016, his MVP campaign, 4,944 <laughs> yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 picks. Last season, 2018, 4,924 yards, 35 touchdowns, 7 picks. I can see him getting close to this in 2019. Steve Sarkeesian is gone. He went to Alabama to be the offensive coordinator and probably have a little pocket of uh, full of rum back there. And uh, in comes uh, Dirk Cotter. I think he's going to be a little bit closer to the Mike Shanahan-style offense. He has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and then Mohamed Sanu to throw to. uh, Possibly a healthy Devonta Freeman. I could see him having a uh, breakout—not a breakout, but repeating the stats he put up last season. Um, I'm throwing that 2017 campaign, the Super Bowl hangover out the window. If he's hitting the MVP stats like he did last season— Matt Ryan, solid for me at number seven, and definitely a guy I'm targeting in fantasy. Yeah,
0: I uh, I always love Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Uh, probably the best one-two combo for wide receiver quarterback in the NFL right now. Yep. Um, so I expect great things out of him as well.
1: It just sucks because like nobody really knew like the he the the MVP style stats he put up. Because his defense couldn't stop a runny nose. Sure, I get that. It was absolutely brutal. And I think he's going to throw that team into contention in the NFC South this year. Of course.
0: Um, At number six, I have Russell Wilson. Holy shit,
1: we actually agree on something. Yeah,
0: right. Um... So Russell Wilson is an interesting character for me. I, um, I love everything about him. I love his, uh, his leadership, his, uh, his arm talent, uh, his scrambling ability, right? Um, but I feel like he's just up there by himself in Seattle right now. The talent around him isn't what he used to be. Um, a couple years ago, three, four years ago, they had Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom. But not truthfully, it's just him up there by himself, right? Mm. It reminds me a lot of the 9 to the um, 12 Patriots. we about for three years. There wasn't much talent on the Patriots roster. And we're just birdie up there by himself, slinging it, and trying to get these guys to win. Um, and I think that's the same exact thing Russell Wilson's going through right now. And I think he's great enough to carry that team. So he's a little bit lower um, than most years just because he came off of a year where um, they are running the ball like crazy last year. And they might run the ball quite heavily next year oh, yeah. as well. Um, so his stats won't be there. But just everything about Russell Wilson I like – and he's a number six woman yeah i
1: have him at six two i mean for that same reason brian schottenheimer he he's a run first type of offensive coordinator and uh pete carroll was buying into that and uh you know chris carson was running the ball down people's throats and rashad penny but you know they they just paid the man he was the probably one of the most efficient quarterbacks he threw for under 3,500 yards but he was third in the nfl for touchdowns yeah. so like Whenever he's throwing the ball deep, he is hitting somebody in the end zone. The only thing is, is Doug Baldwin retired, so now you have uh, Tyler Lockett probably taking up more of a target share, and then DK Metcalf, who they took him about the late in the third second,
0: I think third he was, round. I think he was early first. Or, I'm sorry, early second.
1: Early okay, second, yeah. But uh, they took him. Reports coming out of camp are is he looks good? What keeps Russell Wilson a little bit more viable? I, I'm kind of wondering if uh, Schottenheimer is gonna kind of let him loose. Is he is mobile as hell? Mm-hmm. So like he can run the ball. He can he can he can punch it in the the red zone. He's built for you know the punishment of being a quarterback if he wants to run and, and whatnot. So I have him at number six. Um, that's that's my uh, that's my take on Russ. Uh, Cool, man. Uh, At number five, we actually agreed on
0: something, right? Yeah. Look at that. At number five, I have Patrick Mahomes. Jesus. He is a little bit lower. Five? At five for me. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So, I have this firm belief that to prove your greatness, you got to do it for more than one year. I really do. I simply put, I, I, I cannot coronate him, and I hate early coronation more than anything on this planet. Um, I cannot coronate him as an next great quarterback just yet. I see the prospect. I see the. I see his arm talent. I see just how smart he is on the field. But for one year, um, it doesn't do it for me. Right? The NFL has a way of figuring you out. Um, we've been th- we've been through this before with great rookie seasons with RG three, um, Dak had a great rookie season as well, but hasn't been able to replicate that. So there is this um, way of the NFL figuring you out. And if he comes out next year and lights it up again, I will happily put him into the top two or three or whatever whatever he deserves at that point. But for me, at number five right now, prove one, for one more year, and I'll go. And Jeez.
1: I'll you're gonna have to wait a long time to hear my what my thoughts are, on Patrick Mahomes. All right, yeah. number five is Andrew Luck. Ooh. Number five, Andrew Luck, because he's back. Yeah. He's back. He had a full season last year, uh, and this was his first year with Frank Reich. Uh, he, he found his form. He, he he looks to be recovered from his shoulder injury uh, two years ago. And Frank Reich, it, it really looked like he they got the most out of him. Uh, he finished second in the league with passing touchdowns at, at 39, and he looked every bit the part as one of the best prospects to come out of college yep. uh, for the, for the Colts, and he should have been in MVP discussions, but he never really was. Yep. I mean, the Colts started yep. one and five last year, and then they got red hot and they went into the postseason. Uh, they completely destroyed uh, the uh, the Houston Texans, and then they went up to Arrowhead and they kind of got their teeth kicked in just because the the defense just couldn't stop Pat. But um, he, I think he can keep up with the the pacey set last season this year i think frank reich is gonna try to have a more balanced attack you're gonna have a healthy Marlon Mack back return of the Mack. i think wow. he, he's gonna run the ball a little bit more uh i mean you got ty hilton you got paris campbell lined up on the outside eric ebron you're gonna get a healthy jack doyle that's a very very dangerous offense with the uh, uh, andrew luck that A couple of photos where he scored a touchdown. He was flexing. Dude, those guns. Second Amendment. License of bare arms right there. He, He looks jacked. He looks like he's in great shape. I have him at number five. I'll be targeting him in fantasy as well too. There, I agree with everything you
0: just said. He's at number four for me. So oh shit! I'm gonna, I'm perfect re- segue. I'm not gonna repeat all everything you said because I agree completely. So yep. at number four, I, Andrew Luck. I expect great things from this year as well. Um, he just gotta take that next step, man. He's gotta get to the next step. Right. He came out as the next Peyton Manning. Um, they shipped off Peyton Manning because of this kid. He's gotta take the next step.
1: Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Nope, that's that's great. Wow, that was like a perfect segue. Right. Right. Perfect. Number four. Philip Rivers.
0: Damn, I have my number three. I have oh number three. shit! So you
1: can speak to the Dude, Dude. <laughs> Alright, so Philip Rivers. Despite his age, Rivers, also known as Bolo Man in the Silva Homestead. Why, Why Bolo man? Because he's uh, he's from North Carolina, he's a southern man, and you know, there's like the boat tie uh, or, boat or tie, like the yeah, regular yeah. tie, there's a bolo. Yeah, yeah. In every press conference, he's got the bolo tie. Uh, he he's not taking a step back. Mm-hmm. He's like he's 37. He's going to be going at, you know into his age 38 season in the co- next couple of months, and he's still airing the ball out. He's still talking mad shit to that. other opponents. I do love that. I love that. I love his
0: shit talking so much.
1: And he's he's almost situation proof. Yep. Whether it's you move the team from San Diego to LA, mm-hmm. whether you change offensive coordinators, whether you change head coaches, whether you move offensive pieces around and trade them out or cut them. He is almost situation proof, and uh, but seriously, he's like I said, he's not showing any signs of slowing down. In 2019, I expect him to keep airing the ball out, and he's gonna have to because the AFC West yep, from the 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 Chiefs to the Raiders is even the even the Broncos. Yep. Like that is a hard division too. Yep. So he's gonna have to keep up. He's got the tools with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and, and Hunter Henry, who I'm expecting great things out of this year. He's he's, an, he's one of my uh, other candidates for the MVP. I think he's going to light it up this year. Uh, number four is where he falls for me. Yeah,
0: I have him at number three, man. And uh, I'll just add to a couple points to that, man. He looked absolutely great last year, man. Came out slinging, threw all over the fucking field, man. Um, he just ran into a buzzsaw in New England. Like, he went up there. That was a buzzsaw. And Lord yep. Brady just went at him, you know what I'm saying? The defense went at him. So, I I just I, I think he'll have another great year this year. Um, they have the second best roster in the NFL, top to bottom. Um, after the Browns, so he will be good. They will be good. I just don't understand how he throws it like on from like a 45-year-old like degree. Like, I don't understand. Like, my, my rotary cuff would be sitting...
1: But <laughs> think sitting of how blown out he's thrown the ball that way from like yeah. peewee to a kid to college to... What, like good God! Like what? A thousand years with the the Chargers? Yep. Fun fact: Did you know he commutes every day from San Diego to Los Angeles in a van tricked out with with cameras? Because he ha- he ha- he's still having kids. He he just had like his ninth kid. Wow. So he doesn't want to uproot his family. So every day he'll he'll make the commute. He'll have a he'll have a chauffeur. They'll drive the van, and he'll watch game tape and, and whatever. on his way to and from work to get ready for the game, dude, Philip Rivers is a fucking man. Nine kids, huh? He's Phillip? he's two away from a whole offensive unit. Well, with him and his wife, he could be an offensive unit, right? Well, I mean technically <laughs> yes, but if you want kids on the field, two more, Phil. Got, Let's go for eleven. I got I got a good name for him, Philip. Poundtown Rivers. Hey, you know what? God bless you, Phil. God bless you, Phil. So that was my four. That, that was my three. Okay. Yeah. So then, your So my well. number three is uh, is Big Ben. Oh wow, really He's high up, huh? Yeah, he is high up. He's uh, he's a candidate in my vendetta tour. You know, just to kind of piggyback on what you said, um, he, he's calling up. He's kind of going back to his roots. He's got teammates and wide receivers going out to his lake house and uh, he's working on stuff, and he's going out on Twitter saying, like, oh, look at all the leadership we're doing. I think he honestly, looking back, he he took the criticism to heart of, like, the re- with why the relationship broke down with AB and what the uh, – what was it, Kevin Colbert, the general manager, saying, like, there's 52 kids and then Big Ben. Yep. So I think he took that criticism to heart, and I think he's going to come out guns blazing. He led the league last year in passing yards and – You know, this is going to be the first year since probably their last Super Bowl run against the Cardinals where there's no drama in the locker room. There's there's no Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell wasn't there last year, but now you know he's not going to be there this year. And A. B. is gone. I think he's going to go out there and he's going to try to prove a point. He's going to force feed the ball to James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster and you know James Connor running wheel routes out of the backfield. You know he's my dark horse candidate for an MVP. If I was if I was putting money down on anybody right here, Ben Roethlisberger is one of the other value MVP picks.
0: Sure, I get that. I get that, man. Uh, number two, I have Drew Brees um i know this i it took a long time for me to get to this point and uh if i'm gonna give the if it's if it's still working, then I won't like hold it against you, kind of thing uh, with Tom Brady. So I'm gonna give that to Drew Brees, the benefit of doubt as well. And he's been to the last two Super Bowls, and they, I'm sorry, the last two uh, NFC Championship games, and they've lost the last two NFC Championship games on fluke ass plays. You know what I'm saying? Um, with that play up in Minnesota, where what's the guy's name? The fucking defensive back went for the legs for the Baltimore. Uh, yeah, right. So it took a bad angle. Those guys.
1: Might Saints be wrong. Since were going to win that
0: fucking game and they're going to go to Super Bowl. And then last year, we all know we going to have to go through it on down this fucking rabbit
1: hole again. I'm not going to say last year was a fluke play, but real quick, Breeze is off my list and I'll explain why sure, when you're sure. done. So okay, so go ahead.
0: For me, I think the guy has proven the last two years he's still a lead quarterback. Um, there are times towards the end of the year he does trail off. But that might be something that can be negated with just the better team around him and running the ball some more, saving that arm for late, uh, late December, January run to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I don't see him slowing down. I think he's still going to be the king of the
1: NFC South. Um, and
0: um, I don't see any issues slowing down with him, bro.
1: He didn't make my list. Okay. Drew Brees didn't make my list. He, if, to be honest, he came in at 12. Your boy behind, Josh is going to be pissed. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. But he came in behind Jared Goff at 11. Goff came in at 11, Drew Brees came in at 12. I love Brees. He's probably the most underappreciated quarterback of of this generation. Like if you're going to do greatest of all time of this generation, you got you got, you know, uh you got Brady, you have you, you know, you got Belt uh Big Ben cuz he won two rings and then Eli got two rings and uh and then Brees. Brees you would put you would put him uh, below Eli Manning as well. I want to put, it, but like I'm not ranking those, okay. but like in the pantheon right. of of this age, yeah. like if you're counting rings, then yeah. he's up there. And Eli, yeah. for better or for worse, is up there for for two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. But like I said, he's the most underappreciated guy. He was airing the ball out the first what 12, 13 weeks of the regular season, and then for weeks 14 through 17, 17 didn't play. But the uh, 14 through 16, he just looked he looked pedestrian if you averaged it out from 14 to 17, he threw for almost 200 yards and less than one touchdown per game. Uh, and in the postseason, he looked pedestrian as hell too. He only averaged about 275 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. In a couple of times in the NFC championship game, nobody wants to talk about this some of the plays when he was throwing the ball down the field, he was throwing it in the dirt. He like the age showed up the shoulder in like the previous shoulder issues showed up. I don't think he can push the ball down the field. If Sean Payton wants to get the most out of Drew Brees, he's going to have to do what Belichick was, is going to probably be doing this season and manage his workload and save those bullets and run the ball. I think you're going to see more of Lat Murray and, uh, and Alvin Kamara coming out the backfield I mean, last year he averaged almost 30 attempts per game from weeks 1 through 13. And from 14 to 17, he averaged 26 attempts. Like, yeah. if anyone's going to fall off a cliff, and I'm going to come out and say it, Drew Brees has fallen off the cliff. Like, out of all the old-timers of Brady and Big Ben and Phillip Rivers, the one that's fallen off the first, the, 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 the first out of those group, uh, that group, is, is Drew Brees.
0: I don't know how you can make the argument when he's been to the last two NFC championship games. Like, Sure, towards the end of the year, you can see some of that on fatigue set in. And I get that, man. But when you're at this advanced stage, you're not going to hit every single one of your throws. Dude, are,
1: dude he was putting the, it in the dude, dirt. At the end of the he day... He looked like me on my side yard and, over here. Oh, God. You're, you're <laughs> but that's that's what he looked like. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, his good
0: that he does still outweighs the bad that he has. Same thing with Brady. The good is still there that outweighs some of the bad. These guys aren't their 25, 26, 27-year-old selves where they're going to hit every single target...
1: And that's fine, but Sean Payton has him throwing it almost thirty-five well, that, times I mean, a game. It it's a coaching thing, then. let's to look at Sean Payton here, you know. But like, you you have to look at Sean Payton. But the fact is, is he's not getting any younger. He might be. He might be drinking the TB12 Kool Aid. He's in great shape. He monitors his diet. But the fact is, is that previous shoulder injury. From his days in San Diego, it clearly showed up last year because he was bouncing the ball a few times. And these aren't games where it's just Michael Thomas out there. You have Michael Thomas, you have Alvin Kamara, and then you have Teddy Ginn Jr. back from his injury, and he still was having a hard time pushing the ball down the field. Go Buckeyes. That's fine. Go Buckeyes. But he couldn't hit the fucking ball to Ted Ginn. A guy that can barely catch the ball as it is, and he couldn't even hit him. all
0: right. I mean, you. you that's
1: he's uh, <laughs> very really strong. That's about why this. he's at twelve. <laughs> that's no shade against Freeze, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a lot of shade. I will give you that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if numbers are shade, then guilty is charged. Uh, what's, uh, what's number two? Number two, for two you? is Aaron. All right, Aaron Rodgers. So another Vendetta Tour candidate. Uh, he's still athletic enough to move around in the pocket, keep plays alive, and I think he wants to, like Big Ben, go out and prove critics wrong, including us including myself, uh, about him and the McCarthy dynamic and him and kind of chirping about Matt LaFleur. But here's the thing. If he, if he buys into LaFleur's scheme and the program, he could be lethal in this system. Uh, LaFleur wants him to play automatic. He doesn't want him to think. He doesn't want him to, to, to audible out of things. Uh, you get two plays. If you don't like what you see, you check into the second play. The last few years, he's been banged up. In short, because he holds on to the ball too long, he's waiting for the play to develop downfield, i.e. the two years ago when he fractured his collarbone, and then last year when he pretty much played on a broken leg against Chicago because he's holding the ball too long. If he's able to buy this program and hit Devontae Adams quick and Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantlin and Aaron Jones on the backfield, dude, this is going to be a dangerous offense in the NFC North and in the NFC as a whole. So he's still athletic enough to do the the Aaron Rodgers thing and, and keep the team alive with like 10 seconds left in the game that's why I have him at number two cool man awesome
0: uh, and then at number one I have one Lord Brady um I think the guy is still chugging at all cylinders I expect him to be back in the Super Bowl this year again they've been to the last four out of five Super Bowls if I have that correct um the last three straight won the last uh three out of five, three out of four, whatever it is. But I mean, the guy is just winning. He's winning at an all-time level. Um, I don't see any slowing down from him. I do see the team around him and the weapons last year in regards to uh, deep The wide receivers. They just, obviously there was nothing there. So hopefully this showed Nikhil Harry that can change. I think anybody saying that he's not going to be who he is next year is just straight up Brady 8 at this point, you know what I'm saying? Because Brady his numbers to hand the ball off. Yeah, at the, at his numbers last year were better than the 0-8 run that Peyton Manning had for his MVP run, right? Um, Brady's numbers last year was uh, 29, 11, and uh, 43, 55 yards mm-hmm. for for passing, and Pain Manning's 2008 MVP season was 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 4,000 yards of passing. So uh, the whole falling off cliff, um, I don't buy into one bit. Um, it's just straight Brady hate, my personal opinion. Um, and the guy's be back in the Super Bowl for his fourth straight year or whatever it is. It's Brady
1: time. hate because there's no established skill position players short of James White, Sony Michelle, and Julia Edelman.
0: I no, I th- I think with the uh, with Nikhil Harry and. Uh, and you know, some reports out of camp
1: was the Gil was having a rough time at OTAs and minicamp.
0: I mean then again, I, I go back to the same old thing of I don't put any stock into OTAs and news that come out of the ground.
1: Yeah, teach their own. Eh, teach their, their own. Number one is showtime, Patrick Mahomes. He still he's got the elite arm. The atle- uh, athleticism keeps him in the top of this list. Uh, this offensive unit is mostly intact. Even assuming that Tyreek Hill is going to be suspended for probably six games. Everyone's kind of speculating six games, but I guess that meeting went really well last week or the week before, so he might be back sooner than expected, Uh, but you still have Travis Kelsey and Damian uh, Damian Williams, and they just picked up Carlos Hyde, and me, Cole Hartman, Sammy Watkins has had a great veteran minicamp and OTAs. He's looked great. I don't see him missing a beat, and I can understand where uh, other people in the industry are comparing him to this generation's Dan Marino. Dan Marino in 84, he reset the landscape. He threw for like 5,000 yards. He set a record at the time for 48 touchdowns in a season. But like the following season, he came back down to earth with 30 touchdowns. I'm not expecting Mahomes to have a repeat 50 touchdowns in whatever yardage. He, he's going to regress against the mean. But just the fact that he knows his offense in and out, and I think – Andy Reid is probably this generation's Don Shula with the offensive mind that he has. That makes this is probably one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the NFL for 2019. Yeah. I want him on my team.
0: Of course, man. I, and I see I see a talent. Trust me. I watched that Patriots-Chiefs uh, game. I watched the um, Patriots-Chiefs game up in uh, New England as well early in the year. Um, but for me personally, I need to see it for more than one year, man. I've seen too many quarterbacks come into this league, light it up for their first year. Well, that's – yeah. And the NFL has a way of figuring it out. Right? right. That's So th- until, that's... until he – Produces again this year, and I'm not expecting 50 touchdowns. I'm expecting uh, between 35 and 38 touchdowns. I'll be more than happy to anoint him as the next great quarterback after Tom Brady. Right, right, but we're not projecting here. But I just simply want him to short for another year. Um, stay healthy. Um, I will. I will be interested to see how this pans out this year with the offensive weapons they have around him. Um, looks like Tyreek Hill will have some sort of get, some sort of suspension. Um, additionally, that that division is not easy to win. Uh, the mm-hmm. Chargers are still knocking on the heels, man. And uh, if I had to guess right now, Chargers might end up winning that division depending on how much he regresses. Well, not regresses, but how much he comes back down to. You know normal quarterback standards right. Um, but
1: uh, yeah, I just show between four more years and I'll be happy to anoint you, bro. Yeah, hey give me a Pat and speaking of like uh, Tyree kill, I, I did a couple of mock drafts this week. You know p- people are taking Tyree kill in the fourth round. That's stupid. taking a, like I, I understand like their their eight hour meeting two weeks ago went great. But, like, they took him in the fourth – they're taking him in the fourth round? That is stupid. But, like, I could grab – I grabbed Kareem Hunt a couple of times on, like, the ninth round. Nobody nobody wanted to touch him with, like, a 10-foot pole. But Tyreek Hill went in the fourth round of mock draft. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit, bro, like, I'll, I'll yeah, take I, people – they must be expecting – Are you already
0: a, doing mock drafts? It's like, July 6th, bro. It's mock drafts. What? Why not? <laughs> it's, like, two months before you even draft, man.
1: It's, it's a mock <laughs> draft I, that gets you ready. I, I, you kind of plan ahead. Bro. Like a couple of the drafts, I could have snagged Philip Rivers in the tenth round. Yeah,
0: I uh, we should probably send out the invitations here soon for the PFR fantasy football league. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that does it for our top ten. Um, I think uh, the Pumas lost his mind with Tom Brady, but hey. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm using actual logic here and saying that you're going to be handing off the ball most of the time, and you can kind of coast in the AFC East. That you can kind of fine tune things as an extended training camp up until like week nine or ten. That you're eighth on my list. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna get a
0: shirt that says Lord Brady." Just wear that. That's fine. Start new hashtag #hashtag Lord Brady. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, cool. Man. We're an hour hour and eight minutes, and we thought we to be shit. able
1: to get through. it. you're all like, "Oh, I we'll have like a 30 minute podcast." <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> uh anything else we wanna get two minutes? No, I think. Uh, Actually, the other the other part of my list. So people outside of the top ten, I had Jared Goff at eleven, Drew Brees at twelve. You know why? And then uh, Baker Mayfield at thirteen, Jubisky at fourteen, Dak at fifteen, and Josh Allen at just outside of the top fifteen.
0: Yeah. I didn't even give any thought to outside top ten. I was like, "Fuck this shit." Jesus,
1: <laughs> you're um, killing me, Smalls. But
0: yeah, uh, we are super cl- we are super excited. Uh, training camp is a month away from today. Yep. Uh, that's the first uh, episode of uh, Hard Knocks drops from the 6th of August as well. So it's coming, brother, man.
1: And another thing about Hard Knocks is Josh Jacobs hasn't signed his rookie contract yet. Ooh, that's big. So that's probably going to be a storyline going big. into August.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to turn it over to for the plugs.
1: So for the plugs. So Facebook, Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima's at Jay Chima. Like, subscribe, download. We're on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube. And also, like last uh, last week, be sure to check out our boy, Pat. In his uh, craft beer page, uh, beer underscore adventures underscore CT. He's got great local craft beers in Connecticut. He's also plugging some uh, cigars he's been grabbing at uh, Up and Smoke's, uh, Up and Smoke. Smoke shop. Yeah. I think it's in Middletown. So if you're a cigar aficionado like myself or Jay, that's another good spot to oh, check out. Love well me too.
0: a good Stogie, bro. And that should be our thing. We should like start reviewing cigars on this podcast. Hey,
1: I'm down. Yeah, right? I'm down, Pat. Pat's going to give us a hookup. He's going to tell us what cigars to try out. And We can let him know if we think they are great or if they suck dick. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, then. Uh, just some quick programming notes. Uh, myself and the Puma probably won't have a podcast out for a couple weeks now.
1: Yep, I think uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a summer break. Yeah, we're taking a little summer break.
0: We're gonna get uh, get ramped up for the football season. Cause we'll be turning out these podcasts on a weekly basis. So we're gonna take a couple of weeks off. Um, I know the Puma has some travel plans. Um, out to uh, France with yeah, his... Yeah, uh, Paris. Right, right, right with yep. his girlfriend. Going out,
1: there with the, uh, going out there with the girlfriend. Nice,
0: nice. You guys have a great old time. Uh, I'm actually heading out to Alley for a week or so for work, so we're Ooh. both going to be
1: gone. Um, but I expect uh, a picture of the new Ram Stadium.
0: Well, I'm going to try to um, get out of there without an earthquake happening. And Dude, what have, the is going on out there? Dude, It's I, like 7.0 this morning. So listen, not to scare you, not to scare you right? But before that massive like, 8.8, 9.0... Ja- uh, earthquake in Japan, uh, the one that knocked out that Fukushima nuclear yeah, power plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Before that happened, the two days before that, they felt bigger and bigger earthquakes, right? So it was yeah. like it was like 7.1 and 7.3, and then the massive one hit the third day. Yeah, so, yeah because
1: like two days ago, uh, LA County got hit with like, what, like a 6.8, yeah, 6.9? So two
0: days ago, LA County got hit with a 6.4. Last night, it was like 7.1. And I tell you what, I would not be shocked if, like, within the next $24, twenty-four, forty pun intended. There's a right, there's a really big uh, earthquake coming. So hopefully yeah. those guys are safe out there. Uh, I was speaking to some of the guys that work in uh, in our Van Nuys office, and they're like, "Yeah, we definitely felt it." So yep. uh, hopefully they stay safe, and um, hope nothing bad happens out there. Yeah.
1: You know? I wonder who's your guy out there that's a Vikings fan?
0: Uh, Aaron. Oh yeah, let's give a shout out to my boy Aaron LaFault. Uh The guy is uh, our biggest fan what? in the Van Nuys office. I
1: kind of want to know what are his, what's his thoughts on. Kirk Cousins going into year two with possibly – he's going to have a better offensive line. He's going to have a, a fully recovered Dalvin Cook and a Gary Kubiak balanced offense. I, I kind of That's want to hear what question. his, his I, thoughts are on I, Kirk. Uh,
0: I don't know his thoughts are on it. Um, yeah. Usually when I call him, he picks up the phone and the first thing he says –
1: is this Jay from the PFR podcast? Awesome! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, buddy, it's Jay Chief. Well, <laughs> have him. Let us know. I want to. I want yeah, yeah, to tell him. The Puma wants to know. What are your thoughts on Captain Kirk? All right, cool, cool. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll touch base and see your thoughts, sir. But yeah, that's all I got, man. I will talk to you guys soon. Via vale Dios.